Hello, and welcome to the Interesting People Podcast. I'm Britt. I'm Stina. And today we have some new content after our short break. It's been a while. (laughs) Uh, We got busy slash not in the same state. Right. So it's hard to... I had a solid two weeks of migraines. Yep, that too. Thanks to the wonderful state of Iowa. And the allergies. And all of its glorious pollen. Yes. So, but we're back. We're back. So today we have a um, a working theory. Yep. We have some dream stories. Yep. And an interesting person. Yes, we do. Um, but first, uh, we have some ad reads, or one ad read. <laughs> Just one, just one, one at a time. <clears throat> and this is uh, this is um, probably one of my uh, favorites, especially because I think I'm gonna gonna uh, go to this thing. I'll, I'll let you know. Um, <clears throat> it's summer, which means it's festival season. This year, there's a whole new experience waiting for you. It's called Nostalgia Fest. It's an exclusive high-end festival that is for those 90s kids. You know, the generation that is constantly sharing memes and BuzzFeed articles that are just oozing with their very recent nostalgia. This is not a place for actual old people, but for the young who feel old. Nostalgia Fest is featuring all the things you thought were awesome then and think is great now simply because they were part of your childhood. We've got a Skip It competition, a theater featuring only classic Disney movies, a Windows 95 computer lounge featuring organ trail and number munchers and a store to buy all the pogs and lisa frank merch you could ever want why live in the scary present when we could all be in the rose-colored past come to nostalgia fest this august thank you nostalgia fest uh i uh if i'm around maybe i'll uh, i'll go to it you know? that's saying a lot for you too i know I won't go to it. <laughs> I, you might. I will. If I say yes. I'm going, I'm going. That's true. You'll say you're going and then be like, um. <laughs> I get busy. <laughs> it's fine. Also, we still have the rocket ship. Sorry. That is our air conditioner. Oh. Uh, it has been in the high 80s and low 90s for like two months. And it's, ugh. Yeah. It's not great. All right, Britt. <laughs> Here you have a, a working theory for me today. I do, I do. Um, so, this comes as no surprise to anyone who has spent more than an hour with me. Uh, but uh, some of you may not know is I'm a picky eater. This uh, is true. Yeah, I always have been. Well, my mom claims that as soon as I, I had problems as soon as I switched to solid foods. That was when the trouble started. Before that, I was fine. So apparently, <laughs> I didn't mind formula um so i have over the years tried to figure out why um because there was always like the stories of picky eaters who just did it because they wanted attention um and to my uh knowledge i don't like i didn't do that like i just didn't want i didn't like food um and so i've had a couple theories uh the one that I like, but it is hard to test, is uh, being a super taster, (laughs) which is a thing. Um, It is, basically, there's, I've looked it up, there's, like, tasters, like, regular taste buds, and there's, like, I forget what they're called, there's the the super tasters, which just means that um, 
they have more taste buds or they're more sensitive to certain flavors or whatever. And then there's something like people who just don't taste as much. So like they're just, their senses are a bit more dulled. Um, and for super tasters, they're like, these people will usually, like, they could be like a high-end chef, like I know the difference between everything, but some people become picky eaters because everything is like too much, especially bitter stuff. And I hate bitter stuff, except for dark chocolate. I don't know why. <laughs> I love dark chocolate. Everything else that's bitter, like dark green vegetables, red wine, beer, ugh. Um, so, I, um, the, there are two ways to test it that I sort of tried. Um, other than, you know, buying their testing kit, which I'm not going to do. <laughs> um, the first one is uh, to ha put a hole punch in a piece of paper and put it on your tongue and count the taste buds, like, in that area, which is very difficult, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think they said you could put, like, some food coloring or something on there to, like, color the bumps so that you could actually, like, see them. And I don't remember... What you, how many you were supposed to have, or how many I had, I just remember I had more. So that was an indication you might be a super teaser. The other one is that if you put like sweet, like NutraSweet in water to people who are soup, well, to people who are regular tasters, they really won't taste anything. To people who don't really taste that much, it'll be like sweet. And then to people who are super chasers, it'll be bitter. And I was like, oh, I'll try that. So I just poured it in, took a chunk of a glass, and I almost threw up. Not even that it was bitter. It just was horrible. <laughs> it was, oh, my God. I was like, all right, I'm putting sweetener in water. It will be sweet. Like, that's what my brain said. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. So that's that's my one theory that um, I'm a super taster. When you've had problems with other things, like... <laughs> People should like, and you don't like yeah. them. Yeah, which is what you usually say. You're like, I know normal people <laughs> eat this. <laughs> There's so many things that I recognize. Like people describe recipes to me, and like I know that from what they're saying, that's a thing people like, and I don't. But I just go with it because I don't feel like explaining. Right. Like this elaborate vegetable dish with all these spices and herbs, and I'm like, yes, that's a thing humans would like. You're right. Yeah. I wouldn't, but, you know. And it's funny that I've also noticed, because it's happened to us before, where if something looks one way and tastes a different way... Oh, boy. You can't do it. It's so weird. So we went and got... I made you order a drink. <laughs> it's supposed to taste like chocolate cake. But it's just alcohol. Yeah. Um, you know. But it was clear, and you couldn't even finish it. No, I... Like, it... it my brain couldn't, like, put it together... <laughs> <laughs> that like there's clear liquid but it tastes like chocolate and it was like no i'm sorry this is probably poison you should just <laughs> not swallow it i mean it is poison well um, you know more fast acting poison right <laughs> but we haven't but you, since we've lived together you yeah. have tried some new foods i have tried some new foods that you actually liked yeah like i made quiche yes had you had quiche before that I didn't think so. It was okay. And there's a lot of things that, like, I'll take a bite of, and I'm like, this is okay. But I, for some reason, I'm like, oh, but eating the whole thing, that might be too much. <laughs> but, yeah, quiche. Um, I have learned over the years I like vegetables more when they're, like, fresh and stuff. Right. Which makes sense. Um, and, um, yeah, my other theory of why is, and this is I actually am pretty sure, is just there's just some textures that are just, like, no. 
Um, so basically, and a lot of people, since I'm in a field where we deal with people with sensory issues, actually having minor sensory preferences is incredibly common. Like pretty much everyone has something. <laughs> They're like, I don't like the feel of this or I don't like the t texture right. of whatever. So mine is like mushy foods. So like mashed potatoes. Um, the What was the thing that you made? The floofy thing? The, the white floof, and then there was that, uh, I think your coworker made it, it was an African No, thing. I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I'm going to keep having you say the word floof. <laughs> um, it's called ugali. Yeah. So it's, yeah. uh... Floof, right, yep. Yeah, it looks like mashed potatoes, but it's made out of usually corn ground up with water. Right. And then she made a peanut and beef That's sauce to go with it. Yes. So, the taste is fine, but literally... It it's felt like vomit. Oh yeah, and it's supposed to mean right. Well, like, like oh my god, Play-Doh dumped in water consistency. Yeah. Right. So I felt really bad, but I was like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then there's sometimes where it's like it's obviously just like habitual. Like I know I like this thing, so I'll get it because I know I like it. Like why would I, you know, why would I risk it? Like I like this food and it's right. good. Why would I like not How you it? order chicken nuggets at every restaurant. Yeah, and I'm better about that. I don't do it all the time, but I really like chicken. <laughs> um, so I have gotten I've gotten much grief over the years. Rightfully so. Right. It's ridiculous. It's it's rightfully so. Um, but my delightful, loving boyfriend finishes my food for me if I'm <laughs> in public. Because I get embarrassed that I don't finish it, but I'm like, I, I don't, I can't eat. Eh. And so I feel bad. Um so he'll sometimes finish it because he won't let food go to waste ever even if it's even if he doesn't like it and he likes pretty much everything like he still will just eat it because it's there the one time we made him throw something out that was so disgusting nobody here could finish it nope. we bought it just because the bottle was cool and we thought we'd try it <laughs> and it, it was bad it was, was very so bad very very cheap urine like beer so bad it was bad and he insisted on drinking it and then I, like, watched him gag on it. And <laughs> he was like, suffering so much. <laughs> it's um, okay. Call Uncle, pour it down the sink. It's fine. Right. Uh, that was, I think that's the only thing that we've managed to convince him. Um, <laughs> this is just but, yeah. yeah. But you, see, you like food. You I do can't like food. eat a lot of spicy things, but you at least, like, like food. I do. And this summer, I've been really sick for a couple weeks. I was sick because of allergies. Um... To the point where I had a headache so bad, I didn't want to eat. Like, nothing yeah. sounded good. And it was so weird. <laughs> so, like, it was like, I know I should be eating right now, but I'm not hungry at all. Um, and so, I mean, I still ate, obviously, but well, not right. as much as I usually do. And it was very bland and very... Yeah. Which is like, what I love. A granola bar, because I know that's got some protein in it, and... <laughs> Um, but yeah, for the most part, I love food and, um, yeah. trying all sorts of new foods, which is really cool, but it, um, has backfired a couple times because if I'm not careful about asking what's in it, yeah. I'll end up really sick because I yeah. can't eat spicy stuff. And I'm yeah. like, that sounds good. Oh, oh, I just ate a habanero pepper. Great. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened with that peanut dish. <laughs> yeah. Your stomach was very unhappy with you. Yeah. But it was so good. I know. Um, mm. and one of the times that we went to Nairobi, we ate all the food that they had and they made a lot of flatbread and rice and beans and like stewed meat with spinach which is all pretty bland right i was gonna say i would i would love that um with like maybe a little bit of seasoning on it but the yeah. seasoning 
is not usually spicy peppers. It's usually right. more like cumin powder and other stuff. So usually I can I could eat it. But then we went um, on a safari, and at the safari they had food that was catered for Americans. Oh. So it was a similar a thing. Huh? <laughs> a burger. No. No, it was like African food, but Americanized. And so for a lot of it, it was just more rich. Oh, gosh. And had a lot more seasoning and flavor. Yeah. And after eating so blandly for two weeks, um, I got sick after the first dinner there because... Yeah. And a couple people did. They were fine their whole trip until we got on safari because the food is just so much more rich. Right. Which is more like what we eat in the United States, but... Right. It was like oxtail and this red sauce. Oh my gosh. So good, but you're like, oh, <laughs> I just want some flatbread. Yeah. And I've done but better with... Well, in college, I started eating more stuff because it just from simple peer pressure, like I was embarrassed. <laughs> um, and then now that I've had my own kitchen, that's been helpful because I like can control like what I'm making and I'm actually interested in it because I'm like okay I bought this and I can make it and you get to see like what actually is in your food right right um and yes I'm aware that I'm a you know probably spoiled rotten whiny you know millennial who is too particular uh but uh if it helps I'm super embarrassed by it so (laughs) you know I feel bad at least um You have an appropriate amount of shame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I joke that because my grandma's side is, like, British and Irish, which is, like, the blandest right. bland cooking. So I'm like, well, you know, I inherited those <laughs> taste buds only. <laughs> like, that's it. That's my other part of my theory is that I'm just, my genes were against me. It doesn't explain yeah. the rest of my family who, you know, likes food. But maybe I just got, I, I missed out on the genes that like food. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so I'm uh, I'm working on it, trying to do better. I just pray my children aren't like me. <laughs> I just, like, I, w- I will try so hard to get them to eat and like food and all that stuff. Because oh, yeah. I'm like, don't be like me. Don't be, just don't. I it's a bad room. I plan on having hot sauce in the house when I have kids. <laughs> I can't eat it, but you yeah. will, like, or at least be able to handle some level of spicy food. Right. And it's funny because, like, the other day, or a couple weeks ago, we re- you realized we didn't have mayo or ranch dressing. Yeah. Which I didn't notice because I don't eat, like, I just don't use them. <laughs> like, why don't we have them? I'm like, I don't know. I don't eat I them. I was really upset. I was like, we can't be a functioning household I was like, we've got ketchup. mayonnaise. Ketchup is a thing people have in their fridge. We do have ketchup. Which is good. We have barbecue. We have coffee. That's important. We do. We have coffee and a coffee maker. Yeah. One side of my family doesn't drink coffee so it's like oh my gosh we go to their house they're like well we need coffee i mean i don't but you know right normal people do yeah but normal people also need ranch yeah so we have remedied the situation i do realize that yes but now we're out of french dressing which is what i put on my tacos (laughs) wait what you put french on your tacos yes why because my stepdad does okay i was like i know what normal people eat and that's not on the list okay I'm well aware. Maybe we'll have to have nothing for you. We're gonna have to have an intervention. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, I've made it this far without it. That's true. I guess you're okay. That's really funny. I had a friend when I was younger who put ketchup on everything, like including like her favorite dish was ketchup and mac and cheese. And wow, that was hard to look at. (laughs) Yes, but that's normal. Well, that's pretty good. It's on the weird side of normal. 
Oh my gosh. Wait, speaking of ketchup and mac and cheese. Oh I dear. just remembered what my dream was last night. <gasps> That's a perfect segue. Oh my lord. Oh my this gosh. This is hysterical. This actually is a segue. Uh, we're going to talk about Dream Diaries featuring Brit. All right. So I had texted Cena about a dream I had had earlier in the month. Um, but then I just remembered I had a really funny dream last night as well. Okay. So last just night. Go for it. Um, I dreamt that. I was in a cooking competition with my dad, and then we were against a different team. Okay. And the rules were we had to cook an entire dish in, not even a crock pot. I think we had, like, one pot over a campfire or something. Okay. Um, so it was a little bit difficult, and you have to time everything. Right. So what we ended up making was... Um, some and we had a really fancy name for it. Now I don't remember. But okay. It was essentially chili and mac and cheese. Okay, chili mac. Yeah. Okay. But we, that's not what we called it. Oh, because okay. I was dreaming about it. Right. We made it very serious. It was like obviously chili under mac or something. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, <laughs> say in French. Yes, but um, my dad was telling me it wasn't gonna work, and I was like, "This is gonna work." And so um, we, like, made the ground beef and poured sauce over it. And then we added the noodles and a little bit of oh water. Man. Oh, man. Because we only had one pot. Right. And then we let the noodles cook. And then added the cheese. And we only mix. This is how I remember the dream. Okay. We only mix the cheese sauce packet into the noodles. So we had to only stir the top layer of the pot. Because <laughs> we didn't want to mix it right, right. into the chili. Obviously. So we made, like, a little casserole. <laughs> And then when you scooped it, you had to scoop to the bottom, and that's how we served it. And then we won. Wow. Um, wow. But it was a whole thing trying to figure out how to get the mac and cheese and chili all mixed yeah. and still split in it the sounds, pot. It sounds stressful. You know what else is stressful? My dreams. <laughs> Sorry. Really quick, for for comparison, what I dreamed last night was... Oh my god, I'm still stressed from it. Like, I know, you're very on edge today, and I think I, this is mostly why. Yes, so I dreamt last night that I had either, or both, I was sick slash overslept for a therapy session last week, and it was a therapy session where I have two kids, and so I dreamt that I had, you know, was talking to the parents and thoroughly apologizing because I just didn't come, and <laughs> uh, no one knew why, and one of the parents was, like, very understanding, it's like, yeah, it happens, it's okay, I'm glad you're feeling better, like, you know, it, it's really okay. The other parents sued me. <laughs> And I was like, what? They were, like, yelling at me and all this stuff. And then they sued me. And it was so, oh, my gosh. I'm still, oh, I need, like, I don't know, maybe a nap, a whiskey and a nap. I don't like whiskey <laughs> either. Fun fact. Um, but I'll still take it out. Um, but I told everyone, uh, my uh, other people in my class about that today. They thought it was hilarious. I told my supervisor. And she was like, well, she laughed hardly. And then she's like, you know, you would, I would be sued before you would be sued. Cause that's how it works. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> so, uh, that's uh, your dream sound way better. That one was. Yeah. All right. Now the rest of your dreams, the actual reason why we had this the actual reason. Um, segment. Um, so a couple of weeks ago when I was in the middle of migraines and not eating, I wasn't sleeping well either. And part of it was because I was having multiple, um, very stressful dreams a night and waking right. up and then fall back asleep and have a different dream. Um, so I was waking up repeatedly, including dreams about 
um, like the start of, or I had one dream about the end of the school year mm -hmm. and how I wasn't prepared. And then the next night I had a dream about the start of the next school year and how the school district took away all the shelves in our office. So we just had piles of books everywhere <laughs> and nowhere to put them. Right. Of um, course. Obviously. Naturally. Naturally. I had a dream that, oh, because I was playing Fallout 4. Ah, uh, yes. And then I had a dream that... Um, I was responsible for getting a group of survivors of some disaster or another. Right. Um, from where we were to another location, and we, like, ran out of food really quickly, but then we found some ramen, but we didn't have a microwave. Oh, no. So we couldn't cook it. And it was very sad and stressful. dry ramen? Well, no, because I, for some reason, that was not an option. In oh, my okay, okay. In my dream, it was not an option, so... It's very stressful. It's the nuclear apocalypse, but we have some class. Right. <laughs> um... So, but this particular night was just weird because it wasn't stressful dreams. Okay. They were just absurd. Okay. Um, okay. And so the the day before, a couple of days before, I had found this um, sewing technique. There's the rocket. Sorry. <laughs> That's called, um, I think it's called Bojagi. Botox? Uh, no. Oh. Not at all the same. All right. Um, which is Korean, and it's just taking squares, scraps of fabric, especially ones that are see-through, um, and you sew them together to make um, a piece of cloth that can be two-sided. You use a special okay. seam. Um, and usually it's used for wraps, um, but people have been using the same technique to make curtains because then it's light can come through, but you can, it's still a curtain, right. and it looks really cool. So I was like, oh, and I was reading all about it. It's very interesting to me. Um, so I had a dream that night that my, um, my ex-boyfriend and I we're looking at apartments. Of course. Um, and we had finally found an apartment. We were trying to get furniture, and I had showed, was showing him these curtains. Mm -hmm. Was talking about how I could make them, and he was like, "That's such a great idea! I love that. You should totally do that because they're like his favorite colors, and it was going to be super cool." And we talked about like how you know the light and the contrast would just work so well together. Like it's very <laughs> intense so conversation. Elaborate. Yeah. About. Of the curtains for our apartment. Right. Um, so then I woke up and was like, well, that's strange, and it's 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, So I went bit. back to sleep. And then I had a dream that I was sitting on my back porch talking to my children, <laughs> who are grown. I'm an old lady. Okay. And my old man husband is across from me, and my kids seem very, very upset. Um, but also kind of, like, um, resigned. Okay. And so I'm, like, trying to figure out what's happening um, in my dream. And then one of my kids brings my husband and I each a dessert, and we, you know, this little pudding cup or whatever, we, like, eat it. And I go, did you, did you, didn't you poison this? And my kids go, yes, Mom, we poisoned it. And I was like, hmm, I don't, I don't feel anything. And I, like, looked at my husband, and I was like, do you? And he was like, no, I don't feel anything. I'm like, these worthless children can't even poison my pudding correctly. <laughs> you sound like a character on, like, a series of unfortunate events. I know. So, um, was trying to decide what to do because my kids swore that they poisoned it, and I'm just sitting on the porch waiting to die, apparently. Um, so I just was like, well, I'll take a nap, and I curled up and took a nap on the porch. Did you die? And then, I don't know, I woke up. Oh. Well, in real life. That's good. Right. So that was my that evening. Right, you had like a suicide pact or something yeah. with your your old husband. Yeah. 
which is interesting. We were just over it. I mean, you know, being old is terrible. Well, yeah. So, you know, I can't, I can't exactly blame you. Uh, although, um, it's, it's a bit uh, sick and twisted to make your children do it for you. <laughs> uh, that is um, a bit alarming, I must say. <laughs> I mean, you know, they have a chance to say their final goodbyes and... That's nice. It's just thinking, looking out for them. <laughs> no, it's weird. That yeah. was a oh, weird yeah. night. That, yeah, it sounded very, like, a, just there was a lot happening that night in All Friends. <laughs> yes. Um, My brain was all over the place. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I have that a lot, too, with, like, dreams when you wake up and you're like, why? <laughs> wait, wait, why? I made chili mac last night. That's great. But it was, like, mac on the chili. Mac on chili. Or something. The next big hit thing. Yep. Sure. But you have to cook it in one pot. Obviously. Also, I'm pretty sure we got judged like the, um, what is that? The British. Great British Bake Off? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, they, like, came by and they were like, oh, your noodles are not quite cooked, but <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, one of, uh, a great pastime in this, uh, little apartment is comparing dreams. Um, although I, uh, I haven't had a suicide pact one. You're welcome. I gotta admit. Um, well, now I haven't had a dream in a couple weeks. Yes. I finally am on better allergy medicine. Yes. So you can actually function. When of. eating and sleeping, like, you know, my normal stuff. Those are good things. I mean, I've been, like, napping, too. Which I mean, is napping's great. Great. Napping is, oh, napping's Until great. Until you sleep through your alarm. Well. By two hours. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's what happened to me, though, like, last... Sunday, I was gonna get up for church, and I just didn't. <laughs> it happens. Like I was, I woke up and it was eleven. I'm like, oh. Hmm. Sometimes your body knows what you need more than you. Yeah. It's nice to ignore it though. You know, when you're like, no, <laughs> I'm fine. What are you talking about? And then your brain gives you weird dreams. And you're like, maybe I'm not fine. Right. As I wear wrist brace after hurting my wrist five days ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair to you, uh, it's a. Uh, you you have bad wrists. I do. And then we rearranged our living room. Yep. Spontaneously. And then you went to Habitat for Humanity. And I put some walls up. Yep. And then you went bowling. Yep. And that was it. Your wrist was like, stop, please. I'm yeah. dead. And I think I was doing some cutting, too. Oh, and playing computer games. Yep. Yep. So I read this morning because that's much nicer <laughs> on your wrists. <laughs> Reading is... is, is uh, uh, not as strenuous. A little low impact <laughs> entertainment there. <laughs> it's great. Um, well, actually, that does segue into oh my, my gosh, we are killing it. We it's like we just needed a week off, and we're back. And well, a week slash like three. It's been a while. We do an every other week podcast. That's true. So. That's true. Yeah. A week and a day technically now. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, it's been busy. My sister's here this weekend. Um, and I had to catch up on work, and I still have to catch up on work. Either way, you don't care. Um, so, my interesting person um, is someone who I read a book about a few years ago. She's not very well known. Um, she's got a very cool story. Um, and she actually only, um, she only just passed away. Well, I guess only. All right, I guess it was uh, in 1999, which is now 18 years ago. But um, her name is Betty Robinson. Most people don't know her. Um, but she is from the Chicago area, and she was um, 
an intensely good um, runner. Um, so she ran her first race um, when she was 16 um, and uh, finished second. Uh, her very next race, so still when she's 16, um, she matched the world record for the 100 meter dash. Uh, and then she, uh, at the next race, she won and also hit the world record. Um, <laughs> and then uh, went to the Olympics when she was uh, 16. Uh, <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah, so she was running in the Olympics very early. Um, it was in Amsterdam in 1928, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> uh, great Olympics. Um so then, but the really cool part is that one, she was also very young, like she was like finishing high school and going to the Olympics, which is really cool. Uh, but when she was about 20, she was in a plane crash and they actually thought she was dead. Uh, so a guy put her in his trunk, like from the wreckage and took her to the corner where they're like, oh no, she's just in a coma. Cause this was a different time. Uh, she was in a coma for seven months. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And then when she woke up, um, she was in a wheelchair for six months, and then it was two years before she could, like, walk normally again. So this is devastating for anyone, but especially for a 20-year-old runner who's used to the Olympics. Like, that's uh, very devastating. Um, but she was, uh, she missed the 1932 Summer Olympics, but she was determined to, um, to get to the next one. So that few years, so about five years when she was trying to get out of the wheelchair, trying to walk again, trying to run, um, she worked really hard so that she could get to the next Olympics. Um, and she actually did. She wasn't able to do her favorite event, which was the 100 meter, because she couldn't um, kneel <laughs> still <laughs> because of her injuries. Um, but she was part of the relay team and um, actually they beat the Germans. So this was 1936 Olympics, which was in Berlin. It's a very famous Olympics because of all the world stuff happening. Right. Um, but also the Germans were favored to win a lot of events. And during the relay race, uh, one of the German runners, uh, she dropped the baton. And so um, Betty Robinson and the American women were able to win. And so she got another gold medal to add to her collection. Um, and so it was really cool to read her story of a, a young woman who was kind of, you know, had everything going for her and then uh, almost died <laughs> and then right. made it back. Um, and um, she, I mean, she remained in athletics um, for a while. Um, she just passed away in 99, like I said before. Um, so there's not much, you know, really after that that people know a lot about her, about her other than, you know, she had a family, you know, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, there's some really cool stories from the early, um, like, early women's athletics, which mm -hmm. is cool, especially because, like, that was not... Uh, an easy place to be in. <laughs> right. Um, and she was so young and she got injured. So, yeah, it's just a cool little story. One of those, like, if you ever feel bad about yourself, um, <laughs> you could be uh, almost dead in a plane crash and in a coma. Yeah. So. Well, and in yeah. my family, we have a lot of, um, like, neck and back injuries yeah. are pretty common. Um, and so it's very scary for me to think about that. Like, right. Being, um, like losing significant mobility mm -hmm. um, is not that far off for me if I tweak my arm just right or my back right, just right. Right, if you pinch a nerve or something. Uh, right. And so, um, yeah, and that's frightening because there's so many things that you don't realize that you can do. Until you can't. Until you can't do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. 
and especially like um, nowadays with social media, like there's all those like super uh, like inspiring posts or articles or whatever of someone who got you know paralyzed or something, and you're like, oh, this could this could happen, um, right, right <laughs> to anyone. You just see it a lot more, right? Yeah, um, but I mean, you know, medical technology has come a long way, so hopefully that can keep advancing, right? <laughs> so you won't lose like you know your leg or your arm or something. Yeah, that would be nice. You need two arms to quilt, I assume. You I'm do. probably wrong. There's probably some one-arm quilter out there. Right. It would be difficult, though, to it would hold be. a ruler and scissors at the same time. It would be. I'm going to look it up right now just um, to see. You need to do a lot of things to cook in one general. So armed quilt. <laughs> uh, oh, there is a blog called The Single-Handed Life. Sewing and quilting. There you go. So if you, uh, it's uh, if you ever, hopefully, hopefully never are in that situation, uh, but if you do, we could get a blog for you. There you go. And make my living that way. Yeah. There you go. That's the spirit. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I was thinking about that uh, with Betty Robinson a lot this week because it's been a whirlwind of summer clinic and reports, and I'm tired and then you read a story like that and you're like oh i'm fine you're fine i'm fine everything's gonna be okay um and if it's not i could be like betty robinson and go to the olympics there right you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works yeah i don't think they want me it's no 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 i'm well, not good at, i don't think so i'm not good at stuff i <laughs> i don't like food and i'm not fast so i really have no place that's okay yeah I've accepted it. <laughs> um, okay, I think that was all we had on our little menu. I think so. Um, so thank you all so much for listening. We are happy to be back. Uh, hopefully we will be back to our normal upload schedule now that our traveling after Brit is gone again uh, <laughs> for another vacation. Uh, hopefully it will wind down and then as school and work start for both of us, we'll be stuck here regularly. So yes. we can do many fun podcasts. And have a lot more to talk about. Yes, I know. It's really hard when we don't have your uh, students making hilarious and also annoying quotes constantly. One more month. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if anyone's wondering, uh, teachers do work in the summer. Uh, a lot. Oh, yeah. So... I haven't... I mean, I'm not counting hours, but... It's been a lot. It's been a lot. You uh, put up a little hammock for yourself today. Did a lot of reading about reading. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. If you ever want to make reading not fun, sure read about it. Read about it. <laughs> the best way to read. Yeah. Makes it even less fun. Yeah. All right. Well, have a wonderful couple weeks, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, if you want to find us on the interwebs, uh, we are at theinterestingpeoplepodcast.com. Uh, there's an email there if you want to contact us. And we're also on Facebook and SoundCloud at that same name. Um, and iTunes. And iTunes. If that's what you prefer. Yes. Yes. I, I don't have an Apple phone, so I forget that that's a thing. <laughs> uh, yes, on the iTunes. Um, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.